Hello there, my friend, and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted that you are here to spend this hour together. We talk all about stories here, the ones you're living and the ones you are writing. I would love to help you out on anything that you might be writing that's feeling valuable and timely and pertinent for you. Today we're going to get into a topic that I just I just love to talk about memoir writing. I feel like the the longer I host Story You and the longer I offer Story You coaching, the more I want to help people with their memoirs. And the first thing I usually do is help clear up a lot of the confusion of what what's a memoir. Do I have to write my whole dang biography? I've been around a long time. I don't know if I want to tell everything. And no, that's a biography, and that's that's very different from memoir. So we're going to get into that, but what we're really going to look at along the way is how new writers often look to best-selling writers, and they wonder, how did they do it? How did they make that memoir even happen? What what were they up to? Where did they go? What what sort of goals did they have? What what did they have to know about their own self in order to write a memoir? And maybe the biggest question, who did they have to become in order to say, I'm an author of my own memoir? Ooh, I think this is juicy stuff. And I love to help people work on this. So that's our topic today. How did they do it? If you are a first, second, or a third time book writer, maybe you're even, uh, uh, maybe you'd even say, I'm just even thinking about being a first time book writer. Well, I, I tend to work with people that are writing their first, their second, or their third book. They're often writing a speech that is very important to them. Some of them are putting together things that are much more personal, like amends letters or like love letters or even proposals for big projects that they want to do. If you are writing and you're feeling a little stumped, I would love to talk to you. I am Coach Debbie. I have been writing since I was 10 years old. That doesn't mean I've been sharing my writing since I was 10 years old. I think I was at least in high school before I shared a thing. And I was probably late high school years before I started receiving awards for my writing. But I'll tell you this, having a journal and having a relationship with writing I'd say it saved my life. It gave me a place to go when I didn't really have friends. It gave me a place to go when I was scared. It gave me a place to go when I needed to work out my thoughts on a situation, and I wasn't sure where the heck my mentors were. Where are my, where are my role models? Where are those people? Why do they seem to be the busy people? I loved writing because it brought me back to more of a neutral and a calm down zone. I mean, I could come into it fighting and angry and upset, 
but I tend not to leave or put away my writing feeling the same way I felt when I arrived. I tend to feel so much calmer. Sometimes I even feel happy and excited about something. That's what writing can do for you as well. But I do encourage you, if you are in any way having trouble with writing, get someone to help you out. It doesn't have to be a struggle. And if you ask me, it never should be a struggle. Now, you might be thinking, didn't she say memoir? What's that? What's memoir? We talk about memoir a lot here because, as I mentioned, it is a form of writing that I love the most. And I I tend to attract people that want to work on a book and incorporate some of the book in a memoir style, if not the whole book. So think about it this way. When you read someone's biography, you are anticipating that they're going to tell you their life story. I remember my brother sharing that he had read Keith Richards' biography, and he said, hey, Debbie, this is really good. I recommend it. And he goes into topics far beyond, you know, drugs and rock and roll. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Well, I haven't read it yet, but my understanding is that Keith Richards did what he should be doing when you write a biography, and that is he chronicled the younger years, let alone the years of stardom, and included the years of heartache, and went on to years of wisdom. That's, that's what you're going to find in a biography all the years. And they might be thematically laid out to represent what a person's gone through, like in Keith Richards' situation, he being one of the stars of the Rolling Stones. Uh, we want to know a lot about that, right? I mean, it's nice to know if he had brothers and sisters and where he's from and And did he always know if he was going to be a musician? Those things are nice to know. But usually, biography is for the person who is, A, already pretty well known to us, and B, we want to know the dirt. (laughs) We want to know the skinny on the stuff that they're, they're famous for. And in his situation, it's being a musician, We want to know, and we want to know from beginning to end. Now, this is why autobiography is just a little bit less popular than biography. Auto is, from the Latin language, just means self. So autobiography means you write your own biography, but biography means anyone could write it. And it's, it's usually someone that you hire as a ghostwriter to come in and do it for you. Or in many, many situations, a biography is written about someone who is either in a, a lot of trouble <laughs> and they're going under a lot of scrutiny, so there's a lot being written about them. Or They have left a legacy behind, and people have researched 
and have either been hired to do so or in some capacity have taken it upon themselves to write the bio- biography of another. Um, that's That comes with a little warning here. You know, like, for example, uh, Tina Turner. Uh, Tina Turner passed recently. I am not someone who could just go out and write her biography, even though I've been following her for many, many years. So there's a little more to it than what I'm hinting at here. But I'm just trying to distinguish biography and memoir are not the same. So what's memoir? Oh, memoir is a part of your life. And it's a significant part of your life in that there's a theme. And you're really going to use that theme to either educate your readers or to set some some learning or some tone around a particular topic. Maybe, for example, maybe your theme is about uh, something that's very popular right now is transgender. So maybe your theme would have to do a lot with identity and coming into your own. If you were writing a memoir, that could be a theme. Maybe you are a chef. I find that people come to me who love the kitchen as much as I do, but they're far more prolific with their culinary skills, and they want to write a memoir about their cooking days or about their restaurant days. You see, it's not their whole life. It's a certain part of their life. And usually in memoir, you're educating, you're helping people make some sort of change or transformation in terms of their own life or in terms of their ideas. You're bringing value to someone else's life. A memoir is something that is easy for other people to talk about, you know. Oh, did you read this book? Yeah. He read it when he, or he wrote it when he was, you know, 40 years old and it was all about his collection of cars. I mean, I'm just making something up off the top of my head. You don't have to be well known in any way to write a memoir. But you do have to have some sort of theme you want to work with and know that you're speaking of this theme and your knowledge of it will provide value and education and change and all that good stuff for your reader. Now, one of the nice things about memoir is you're not going to have anybody come, well, hopefully, you're not going to have anyone coming around going, hey, how come you left out that scene from 1974? Now, in biography, they want you to get every last little detail of your life in there. Again, usually because you're already well-known and you're well-known for something you've been up to, like being a chef or being a musician or something else. But if you're the nice guy, Joe, living down the block, thinking about your life, wanting to put together a book of value, like a memoir, for people to read that might even help change people, you, my dear writer, 
you get to decide what goes in and what stays out. Now, I find this is one of the hardest things for people to do. They're like, well, should I put this part in? I mean, wasn't this important? This was a really hard day in my life. Well, just because it was a bad day doesn't mean you have to tell the whole world about it. But if it really helps your book, it helps people understand how change is possible, helps them see the value around some particular theme, yeah, then maybe it belongs. When you work with a writing coach, they can help you decide what goes in the book and what does not. They can also help you decide where you might take just a little bit of creative license and protect the innocent. That's always a really kind thing to do, if you ask me. Let's say you went through a a grisly divorce and you have a lot of ideas to help people that might be separating amicably with their from their partners. Uh, you wanna you wanna protect some of the details and the grisliness that you know and just be thoughtful. Maybe there was a particular in-law on a particular day that said a particular thing that led to a particular court date. You get to decide how you're going to discreetly work with that story so it can be educational and valuable in your memoir, but it's not smacking someone around because, hey, here's my chance to get back. Usually those don't make the best stories. And almost 100% of the time when I sense that that's where a writer's going, I try to find another coach for them to work with. That's not the kind of thing I'm trying to help people create. There's so much value in doing a memoir. And what we can do is look to those very, very popular people that many of us know, many of us follow, and the memoir allows us to follow them deeper because they've opened up the door on their life and they've brought us in. Again, it's not their whole life. It's something important to them. Think about people like uh, Tina Fey. Did you read her book? She wrote, I think it's called Bossy Pants. <laughs> it's it's really a great, funny, 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 laugh out loud type of book. And and it just really captures, you know, what what is it like to go from girl to comedian and have all these eyes on you? I mean, that's a topic that many of us are curious about. And it's not always because we want to be a comedian at some point in our life. It could just be that we want to know how does someone like Tina Fey deal with people watching her, deal with people scrutinizing her, judging her, following her. These are things we think about too. So it's valuable to us to read these books. I also want to say that even people like Tina Fey um, have plenty of people that not only would like to read the story, but would like to pay the, the few dollars it costs to own the book. 
So as a memoir writer, you need to think about that as well. Tina Fey has sold almost a million copies of that book. She was on the New York Times bestseller list for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, Let's just say for a minute that Tina was only going through Amazon, and I know she didn't, but let's just say that that was true because for you, that might be the route you're going to go with your memoir. And let's just say, like Tina Fey, you had a decent following as well. Maybe you already have a YouTube channel. Maybe you have a radio show like Coach Debbie. Maybe you have people that just are liking and loving you all over Facebook. And you write your memoir. And you sell, let's say, half a million copies. That's a nice amount of books to sell. If that book was on Amazon and nowhere else in the world, do you know the kind of money that would bring you? In fact, Coach Debbie has a calculator right here. I should have done the number beforehand. Let me just add that up for you, okay? So if you had half a million copies for sale, this might take a little bit of time, and you sold it on Amazon, Amazon alone is going to pay you $2.2 million. That's right. $2.2 million for that book. Now, you might say, oh, my goodness, half a million people? I can't imagine reaching that many people. Well, let's say you reached 100,000 people over a couple of years. Well, Amazon is going to pay you almost a half a million dollars for that book. See, these things can work out very, very well for you. You're not only in the value of teaching, but you're also putting a few bucks in your account. So when we come back, we're going to keep looking at those people that went before you, those famous people that put a memoir out there, and we're going to look at how they did it and why they did it and why you can do something similar. So my friends, if you're thinking about a question, send it to me. We're going to take a quick break right here. Stay tuned. Let angels and Reiki and the search for mystical knowledge become a regular part of your routine Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Loretta Brown, owner of Reiki Oasis, Reiki master teacher, an angel messenger, and healing musician, all wrapped into one as she uses her voice to share knowledge of great mysteries, energetic laws, and messages of love from the divine. Join her and her show every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. to open your heart and heal your soul. Visit ReikiOasis.com for more information about her show. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in today. I just want to remind you that this live show is made into a podcast. We First of all, we offer an encore show on Friday mornings. That's at 6 a.m. Pacific time and 9 a.m. East Coast time. But we do make this into a podcast. In fact, I don't get one bit of credit for that. Eric makes the whole thing into a podcast. He does a great job on it. 
and he puts it on your favorite podcast platforms. So that might be Podcast One, it might be Apple Podcasts, maybe you subscribe to Audible like I do, maybe you like, uh, I think it's called Spotify, you can find it on any of those platforms and more. It's free. Come on, it's so free. So enjoy the podcast if by chance you miss us for the live show. Now, today we are we're kind of looking at best-selling writers and we're asking ourselves, how did they do that? How did they get their memoir out there? Now, here's a memoir of a best-selling author and again, Someone that you probably know. His name's Matthew McConaughey. He's been an amazing actor for, I don't know, 25 years, if not more. And I think he has worked his way into directing and producing. He wrote a book called Green Lights. And basically, it's the idea of how to know when to move forward and also the the red lights, how to know when to stop, and the yellow lights, when to proceed with caution. It's, it's a general metaphor around when we take action in life and when we slow down and when we pause. But it's really a beautiful book about life lessons. And when he was interviewed, he said this about his book. This is my full-out outlaw stories, and learned lessons that I got the hard way. I went out to the desert and wrote 50 years of sights and scenes, felts and figure outs. Uh, What's this word? Oh, my cool times and my shamefuls. Now, do you hear a little drawl in that? I want to emphasize to you, this is a quote from an interview that he did, and he felt no need to, just in his own way, grammar it up, <laughs> right, to to make it proper by way of those that evaluate things through the English language and what we think of as proper. It didn't stop him, and it shouldn't stop you, and it hasn't stopped others that preceded him. His book has sold, are you ready? Over 5 million copies. If this had only been sold through Amazon, and it wasn't, it was sold far and beyond that. If it had only been sold through Amazon, it would be his, his piece of the pie would be $22 million. So all I'm saying here is that it can profit you in many ways. One thing about Matthew McConaughey is he has a lot of generous ways in which he offers education for free uh, in this country and in other countries. So this book has offered uh, basically a platform for him to work from. Now you might be saying, all right, I heard he went out to the desert and he wrote things down. But what I want you to understand is that even though he's already popular, 
even though we already know some of the movies that he's done and some of the the things he's known for saying it it doesn't mean that he's the type of person and the only type of person who can do memoir anyone anyone on the planet has the opportunity to put their memoir on paper. Now, like I was saying at the beginning of this show, biography, when you account for your whole life story, biography is a little more popular with people who have already gained their popularity. But memoir, very different story. You can be as anonymous as the most introverted person you know and put a memoir out there. But again, there has to be value. Now, in Matthew McConaughey's situation, he knew. He had walked through some parts of life that, as he put it, uh, some parts were cool and also some shamefuls. That doesn't mean he told us everything he's ever done that's private. Doesn't mean that. And the cools, he probably didn't include everything, but he probably found the highlights. He said he talked about the figure outs. Those are the lessons he learned. Probably not all of them, but the ones he thought that were important. And he talked about the felts. The felts. Now, he's putting in his own Texas fun here. But the felts, the emotional times that he knows if he includes in his book, you're getting the opportunity to not only know him better, but in an interesting way, you're getting an opportunity to know yourself better. This is how story works. This is why I feel such a huge calling to be someone that teaches you how to write story is that we grow up as we hear other people's story. We grow up as we write our own stories. And we grow into life just a little deeper. We get to experience things on a much more fulfilling level than if we don't even take part in our own story. And think of who that person is that doesn't take part in their own story. You know, they're getting up every morning or not. They're going to their job or not. They're doing things over and over again or not doing much. And they're the person that doesn't really take much time to reflect because it could hurt. They're the person that's not quite sure how to grow because they don't have those around them that would show them. That's, that's not where any of us really want to be. That's just the baseline of survival. But when you take interest in what your life can be, how you might create it, how you might get more oomph out of your day, how you might feel more spirited and fulfilled, that's when you're really looking into the stories that make up your life. And those stories are your memoirs. Those are. They're available to any person on the planet, anyone, can do a memoir. You don't have to be educated. You don't have to have some fancy degree. If you do, cool. I mean, I, I dropped 
over $70,000 to get fancy degrees. And what I can say about that is cool. <laughs> it helped me think in certain ways. It helped me, uh, I guess, know a little more about the direction. But bottom line, oh, Debbie has some degrees? Yeah, cool. Really, if what you're thinking is, I want to write a memoir, I'd like to have a shot at that. I'd like to see if I could sell a thousand copies or a hundred thousand copies. What in the world is holding you back? Let me show you where you might start looking to your life so that you create a memoir that is advantageous to you, but definitely advantageous to the reader. One, one first point is that, again, I want to emphasize your memoirs, not your whole life, but it is a theme in your life. When I was helping out my sweetheart many, many years ago uh, with his memoir, one thing he wanted to really focus on was, A, he was a recovering alcoholic, and B, Life got so much better by choosing to be sober in six particular ways. That's the beginning and end of what his story is about. But the depth of it is that those six keys led to him feeling like he was living more masterfully. And he shares about it in his book. He found six areas that he wanted to focus in on as a person with sobriety. And what he admitted in the book was that when he wasn't sober, when he was using on a daily basis, none of those areas had any impact on him at all. Like having quality relationships, what's that? Who cares? What is it? I don't know. It just wasn't a part of his life. He didn't think about that. When he got sober, he started a business and it was dire of dire a point um, importance that he could have quality relationships with his employees. I mean, his business is going to go down if he can't. He fathered three daughters. It became very, very important to him to be present and aware and significant in their life. These are the things that a memoir can be about. They're valuable lessons that any of us would like to read about. And you don't have to be someone who has gone from using to sober to take in the value of a story. But it might perk a certain curiosity in you. That isn't part of my life journey. I didn't have a problem like he did with alcohol, but I did have a terrible problem of being very addicted to work. I used to be someone that would work 60, 70 hours a week and still feel like I had not begun to do enough. I really had a problem around that. Helping him write his book helped me get clear on some of those areas of life. So the point is, when you write about something valuable, you're honing in on the topic in your memoir, all right? So that's just one area that someone might really, really emphasize as importance. I want to 
make sure that what I'm putting together has value, true value for my readers. This happens if you are as popular as someone like Tina Fey, the the comedian, or as someone as popular as Matthew McConaughey, the actor, or as someone as everyday as as my sweetheart. Now let's think about this one here. This this is a very, very important part of writing a memoir. Are you writing about something that you would say elevates conversations that you would be in? You might think, hmm, what, is, what does that mean? But just think about the places you go. What are the things you tend to talk about? I know when I go out with people, we talk a lot about how the arts have affected our life. Have you seen this show? Have you gone and and listened to that singer-songwriter? Did you follow such and such a story? So there's a certain conversation in my life with many people in my life around the arts If I decided to write a memoir about the arts, it would speak to many, many people that I know because that's something we do. What about the circles you're in? One circle that my mother is in, she is so interested in genealogy and she's really good at understanding how you can trace back and learn about several generations prior to your own. This is a topic that elevates the conversations where she often goes. Now, again, it might not be yours, but think about it. What are your conversations that you're involved in, and how might your topic be something that elevates the conversations around you and the people you care about. I know that I love to talk about books that help people really understand their values and help people really live a high-quality life. So I'm constantly reading that sort of book and recommending that sort of book. So kind of dovetailing on that topic, is your book something that is giftable. And what I, I think that's not even a word, but let's just pretend it is. Is your book something that you feel like others might feel proud to give as a gift and say, hey, this book is about X and Y and Z, and it was very readable, and I think you would enjoy it. I love it at Christmas time when I'm given books for Christmas, because for one, People always give books that either they love or that they know you're going to love and it was highly recommended. So think about that. What's the value content of the book? What is the conversation around the book? Is this a giftable book, something that many people you can think of would really enjoy having their hands on reading and gifting to others. 
Those are just a few characteristics that would make your memoir one that stands out and one that sells. You don't have to have the notoriety of a famous actor or a comedian. If you do, bonus. But if you don't, just get yourself writing. When we come back, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about writing your memoir, having your book stand out, and we're also going to talk about the inner work that's important. So please stay tuned. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. It's really a delight to connect with you here, and I love taking your questions. I see that Wendy has written in about today's topic, so I'm going to get to that in just a minute here, Wendy. We're really looking at some of those popular people out there that have written memoirs, and we're thinking, is that something I can do too? How did they get out there and do it? What are some of the core principles they followed to make it happen? Now, I just want to read you without um, without giving away the identity of some of these people. I was I was in a meeting where there were uh, several authors that had produced their books with Hay House. Some of them were from uh, Tammy Simon's group, um, Sounds True. There, there were these authors sitting there that you would know by name, and there were a couple of us that were offering services, and my coach, Robert Holden. And so on this call, on this Zoom meeting, um, I got to find out how many of these people that you and I follow, what it was that they did to actually put in the time and the energy for their book. So without giving away their identity, I just want to share a couple of takeaways. So one of the authors, I've read only one of his books, and I would say he's um, basically a wellness author, uh, one of the things he said was that because he is a father of four children, when he writes, he gets up at the crack of dawn, he feels like he's sharp and that it is his best time of day, and he puts down bullet points. He doesn't attempt to write long pieces or anything like that. But he puts down bullet points of things he thinks are most valuable. And then in the upcoming near future, he will go away for the weekend and really write out these stories to get into. 
and he feels like this has really helped him as a writer. Now, to date, I know he has one memoir out there um, that is around wellness, and it's also educational. Um, But I, I enjoyed learning that from someone who has several books and was just willing to share a little bit of his process. Another woman who was at the group, and if I said her name, you'd go, oh, yeah, I know who she is, so I don't feel like I can say her name. But one thing she shared with us was that she has found there's certain times in her life that writing is just off the table and not for her. For example, she's had two pregnancies, and she said during her pregnancies, not only couldn't she not come up with anything to write, but when she tried to force herself, it didn't work. For her, what works really well is knowing that her husband is going to take the kids and she can have a few hours of just quiet time on her own. It doesn't have to be regimented, but she knows it's going to be a quiet house for her. She says if if she's trying to take care of herself, nurture herself, deal with a pregnancy, that's all she can think of. But when the place is quiet There aren't children to be thinking about. She knows her husband has her back. She can just write reams and reams and reams, and that has worked for her. But here's what I really want you to hear. The majority of people in that room shared that they have a process and that it is a process that either was suggested to them and they they found it worked and they followed it, or it was one that they had to tweak along the way until it became their own. And I couldn't agree with that more, that you you have to have some sort of process, which means you have to start getting to know yourself so that writing will happen. Because I want to emphasize here, we're talking about memoir writing, which is not biography, It's not your whole life story. It's some theme. When you get caught up in writing about a particular theme, something of value, something that is conversational among your friends, something that you could offer maybe as a a book, a gift to people, something that might transform people or educate them, when you're in that business of writing and doing a memoir, You want to make sure that you don't get stuck in the middle or quit. You don't want that. Usually you're writing a memoir because it's something on your heart. You feel called to do this. You're excited to do it. Matthew McConaughey in his interview said it was exhilarating at times to write his book. That was his word, exhilarating. And I have heard writers who haven't started the process tell me how laborious it's going to be. Well, they don't know that. They haven't started. What you want to do is start to work with a process that's going to work for you. Now, what I do in my coaching is I offer programs that lay out a process. And the longer I'm a coach, the more I think people 
probably benefit the most when they start with some sort of group coaching and then add on personal coaching if they choose. But the group really helps people hear commentary that is going to inform them about process. As we are in the second part of 2023, I want to let you know that I am going to be putting together a program, a membership, I like to think of it as, for the memoir and self-development writer. And I'm going to be offering a Zoom meeting where you can just come and hang out and learn what it's all about. And I'll be sending this out to everyone who's on my newsletter list. If you're not yet on that list, go ahead and jump on. I promise you, I don't spam your inbox with all kinds of stuff. I just write to you maybe a couple times a month and let you know what's going on. So if you want to opt in, you can. But this will be a completely free informational like little retreat for you. You can do from home. Just a little log on, bring your coffee, lean back, take notes if you want. You don't have to if you don't want. And I'm going to tell you all about what the next year could look like for you if you really want to produce a memoir. Now, a lot of people going through it, they can produce a memoir in a much shorter period of time. Others, they want that full year. Some sign on for even longer. And the timing and pacing, that's up to you. You get to decide. But what I really want to inform you of is how natural it can be, how natural it can be to write a memoir when you're tapped in to something that's valuable to you. When my sweetheart looks back and says, oh yeah, I did that book and writing a book is big. I mean, come on. I remember it, I think, a little better than him. He just had to show up on Thursdays every single week for an hour to be interviewed and start to work this out so the ideas could get down on paper I don't think it was really the gruel that he wants to say. But, you know, a lot of us, we get a lot of kudos and high fives in the world if we make it sound like our book just about completely knocked the wind out of our sails. What if we changed up that story a little bit and really shared, like my client Becky Gibbler often tells me, I just feel called to do it. I'm an author now. I've got five books in me. One of them is published. The other four are on the way. This is how I'm spending my life. This is what I'm doing now in early days of retirement. And she's retired way before 65. Way before. Why? Because she decided that telling her story was going to be the central thing in her life. It's healing her. It's put her on a path of discovery, of travel. It's opened up different income streams. She's digging it. And I don't hear her grovel about it one bit. So I want to invite you to go to CoachDebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. And sign up for that newsletter so you can get the Zoom link and just learn 
what would it be like to write a memoir and be in a group, get one-on-one coaching, come to a retreat if you choose? What would it be like to entertain that? I have pricing that is what I would call some no-brainer, easy pricing. And then we can go all the way up to luxurious one-on-one packages if you so choose. So go to CoachDebbie.com, that's spelled D-E-B-B-Y, and just scroll down to click on the newsletter. And once you do that, you'll get the information and the link so you can join in and learn all about memoir writing. Now, Wendy has written in, and she says, I caught the show, oops, my screen just went away. I caught the show last time you spoke about biographies and memoir. I started on the path of writing a biography, and it was too hard because there were too many things that I found to be too private. <laughs> yeah, that's that's often the deal. You know, we we think, oh, I'm going to share the whole story because that'll give a really rich and robust framework of me, the character. But then we find out, oh, this is just way too much information. So, uh, Wendy, I'm glad you realized that. Uh, I lost my place. Uh So I put that down for a while. This is Wendy. I put that down for a while and started to think again about robe. I put that down for a while and started to think again about robe. Is that rotating? Rotating my ideas into short stories and offering this as a collection of memoirs. Have you ever heard of such a thing? I think I made it up, but there's also something in me that says Raymond Carver did something like this. And as you know, he was one of my favorites, just like you. So I would love your input. All right, Wendy, thank you. Memoir writing has so many avenues in which you might pursue. So, Wendy, if you want to do that, if you want to write down a series of stories, collect them, make a system of organization for them, and publish them as one book of stories, you can. If, in fact, you want to write a series of stories and do like my client Becky did and start interjecting images and short letters and notes to go along with them, you can. The important thing about memoir, Wendy, is that it's a theme, some theme from your life, and it can be really broad. It, it, you know, think about big words like culture. You know, that's really broad. Think about uh, words like education or words like uh, terms, like the arts. When you think in those terms, then you can go deeper in it. So let's say you were writing a memoir about the arts. Uh, Wendy, am am I right thinking you're a tech writer? I can't quite pull that up right now during the show, but I'm I'm thinking you are. So 
uh, hang in there with me if this doesn't speak to you. But let's say you're you're writing about the arts, and you know that is going to be the theme of your book. So perhaps you're writing about what does it look like to be prominent in the arts with your best friends. And then maybe there's another part of your book that's about what is it like to feel like an outsider regarding the arts while everyone else is making it. Uh, Maybe you want to add another section of what does it feel like to be successful now in the arts while you want to start a family. Hey, that could be a book. I mean, you've got an overarching topic and three sections that I just whipped out of the top of my head that could frame what you're going to write about. But that's the key. You want some theme that's valuable, that has takeaways, and people like to talk about it. People like to gift these kind of stories. Hope that helps you, Wendy. You know, you and I are a little behind for a chat, so why don't you send me a DM, remind me of your cell number, and let's get in touch. For the rest of you, I want to remind you that it is not just the well-knowns, the millionaires, the right books, but it could be you that's writing a memoir, and it could be you making millions for your books or something close. So don't leave yourself out of this. If writing a memoir sounds like something that's for you, you can always find me at CoachDebbie, D-E-B-B-Y, dot com. And I would love to answer your questions and give you support. We come to you every Thursday with a new topic. I hope you have enjoyed today's topic. I've certainly enjoyed being here with you. So until next Thursday, namaste. Namaste.